Hi, this is Mark here from the Car Promoters Movement and welcome to our first pod- podcast. So I suppose this being the first podcast and it's the first podcast that I've ever actually hosted. So I suppose it's just going to be a little bit of trial and error. So just bear with me for the first couple of podcasts and hopefully then we can get into a routine and a rhythm and hopefully there'll be some sense of structure around it. So just to kind of give you a flavour of why I've actually set up the Cork Motorist Movement. Um, I felt that, especially on social media and in the media in general, the voice of motorists was not reflected in in the commentary regarding how our city was to go forward. Like, I often see on Twitter, I'm sure you're the same, of people calling for more cycle lanes and people saying that oh cars dominate our city and to to a certain extent they do but I suppose where I differ from that commentary is is not what they're saying I don't dis I don't disagree with what they're saying I disagree with how to actually correct it and how to ensure that going forward there are less cars in our city cities so I, I just felt the motorist's voice needed to be heard on that one and I, I felt as well that your motorists don't tend to speak as one voice and i felt that by setting up a movement of motorists we could have a campaign whereby we work with others work with cyclists work with people who use public transport work with the city council work with councillors tds and ministers to effect change and to ensure that our city is a more vibrant and welcoming and accessible place for everyone so that's just probably where I'm coming from on that um so just to kind of kick get the ball rolling on this um podcast I'm just going to go through a, a few the agenda for um today so I'm going to be talking about four main issues um so first of all is regarding the north side and west of the city I think the those areas have been forgotten about in terms of our transport strategy a light rail and Cork and a, a Cork Lewis is critical to the city's infrastructure, and I think that's something that we're really going to need to put pressure on our public representatives to to ensure that it happens. And the third one is a large the large increase in cycle lanes in recent years. So I I can see that the the cycling lobby or for want of a better term I don't mean to offend anyone want more cycle lanes and want more cycle accessibility to the city so I'm just going to go through my opinions and some of the concerns that I have around that one and fourthly is just a very quick one is just suggestions for future shows so this isn't a live podcast at the moment but what i'll do is i'll i'm just going to open it up to ask people what suggestions are so you can find me on twitter just to start i should have started with that i'm at cork motorist and i i have left my direct messages on twitter open so any feel free to anybody to message me on twitter at any time um, so just let's get started on the first one regarding the north side and the west of the city. So just to give you a background on myself, I live in North Cork. Um, I won't tell you exactly in North Cork where I live, but I live in North County Cork, um, up the M8. And until COVID, until that, unfortunately, that recent, the, the current epidemic started, how I used to get to work in the city centre was I would, I would drive to the train station in Little Island and I would get the train into the city centre. The reason for that is, and you might find, oh, that that's a strange way of getting into the city, was because I was actually doing a night course in Cork Institute of Technology. So 
I had to have a way of getting to college after work, but crucially getting from college to home. So there was there was a sense of pragmatism involved in it. But I, I think generally the north side and north county Cork, so going from Dunkettle up up through the county, up as far as Mitchellstown, I think we have been forgotten about because when you look at it, Dunkettle every morning at, at normal times it's bursting at the seams like when the Jack Lynch tunnel was opened and when the Dunkettle roundabout was finished like they really under forecast the volume of cars that was going to use it every day and what's concerning me then is just the proposed route for the M20 that some people are proposing that you'd link it at, at um, Mitchellstown and you'd go across County Limerick through hospital to get to Limerick, which would add even further traffic onto the Dunkettle roundabout. So I, I think that people in the north side of the city and also the north of the county have been forgotten about. Like if you look at the north side of the city and if you look at the the transport plan that has been released for the county or for the city rather the north side doesn't have any of the cork lewis stops if the lewis ever happens and it does have a number of train stations but whether they'll actually be built is another question like i when i was in school i used to get the number seven buses was at the time or the 207 from balavalano to turn this cross every day to go to school and i always found even as a student going into secondary school at that time the number seven bus was the poor relation of the bus services in cork now i'm sure there were other people on other routes that think oh okay well my service isn't exactly reliable either but i thought when you compared it to the number eight bus for example or the 208 as it is now that it was an awful lot less reliable now the 208 probably does cater for a higher volume of passengers in that it goes from two very big suburbs in mayfield to bishopstown but balavalan to douglas they're two big suburbs as well and i felt that they were the poor relation and like you see even people from the glen they they lost their bus service now the 207a does go through the glen but it's a very infrequent bus service so like there were there were a lot of people in the north side and the west of the city like that are forgotten about and by the west of the city i don't mean bishopstown i mean ovens out so when you go when you travel from ovens out through out to mccroom like you you do have people living out there that are working in the city and they need to find they need to commute into the city now you could argue that those people could be using the park and ride service um every morning that they could drive to the park and ride but like realistically if you're if you're going to be realistic about it that costs a lot of money because like people in rural ireland and i would class mccroom as rural ireland as such because not everybody living in mccroom is in the town that you're you have to pay to keep a car on the road your bus service to the city isn't as reliable that you would actually get need use it to get to work every day and you have to pay to keep a car on the road you have to pay tax you have to pay insurance you have to pay cost of petrol and that's not that's excluding the cost of actually buying a car and you have to pay then to drive to the city and why would you pay to drive to the city when you could actually get the bus instead if there was a a viable bus service but then you're using the park and ride for example and that's another 10 that's an i think is it 100 euro a month or something on top of all those costs so it is punitive on people so i think the people in the west side of the city along with the north side um have been forgotten about and i think any transport plan that 
is introduced for the city needs to take account of the fact that not everybody working in the city or everybody that you see in the city on a daily basis actually lives there. Some people commute to the city for work, for college, for school, but they don't live there. And I think those people have been forgotten about in that in in the transport plan. Now, don't get me wrong. If the transport plan in its entirety happened, it is a start. It is a much, it is huge improvement on what we have now. But, and that leads me on to my next point. I've, I've significant concerns about whether it actually will happen because we've been hearing since the mid 2000s that Blarney is going to get a train station. And there was an economic crisis in this country from 2008 to pretty much 2016, really, that stops that happening. But look at where we are again due to COVID-19 and the various measures that the government have had to introduce to keep people having some bit of money, we're now going to go into another economic crisis. And it just goes to show those significant capital projects are not recession-proof. And they need to be recession-proof because it's all well and good having cycle lanes in the city and making it easier for people living within cycle distance of the city to commute around our cities and don't get me wrong i want people who are cycling to have a safe space to cycle but if we remove and if we restrict car parking spaces in our city and if we restrict access to certain streets and restrict access to the city and make it a more difficult place to drive we're not punishing the people who live in the city we're punishing the people who don't, who have to commute to the city every day. And I had someone on Twitter there telling me that, oh, it's, pe- it's people's choice not to live in the city. That's complete nonsense. You can only get a mortgage for the amount that the bank will give you, and you can only buy a house with the money you have, not the money that you can actually use if you saved it on commuting. That, that's complete nonsense. So I think blaming people certainly doesn't help. And that's something I'm actually going to touch on later, actually, is the blame culture that I see. And I think social media makes it worse and i'll come back to that i'll come back to that so i think the light rail is critical and the cork lewis is critical because like you see dublin dublin is a much more cycle friendly city than cork is there is absolutely no doubt about that but what does dublin have that cork doesn't dublin has a dart that runs from hoth to bray and it has two lewis lines that are both connected now we don't have any of that we pulled up the vast majority of our railway network in the 1960s we pulled up our tram lines in the 1930s and they might have been right decisions at the time but they've cost us now and it's going to cost billions to to put them back we like you i I spoke about it earlier and like you look at the the proposed Lewis line that's going to take you from Bishop's, from, not from Bishopstown, from Carrigaline, I think was the Carrigaline out to Ballancolig. Not one of the steps or not one of the stops is in the north side. Not one of them. And like when you consider it, like the North Ring Road has been mooted for so long and with the Greens now in government and the two thirds, one third split between public transport and roads. And I'm not dis- I'm not disagreeing with that means that the future of the North Ring Road is in, in jeopardy. It's in jeopardy. Like the M20 project, I think even the Greens, most of the Greens at this stage will realise that the Cork to Limerick Road needs to need serious upgrading. But the the North Ring Road is, is would have been critical to the development of the north side. And you look at Dublin. Dublin has 
a fantastic public transport network for the vast majority of the people living in Dublin. It does. And it has the M50, which is, in effect, a ring road around the city. We have a ring road around the south side. We don't have a ring road around the north side. If you come off, if you head out the old Landmire Road and you come off it at Silver Springs and you head up through Silver Springs and down through Mayfield and down through Balavalan and Blackpool, that's called the North Ring Road, but it's not the North Ring Road. It's a totally inadequate ring road system for our city. And realistically, it's not even a ring road anymore because the city has extended out beyond the road at all points. So it's completely inadequate. Like I, I lived in Blackpool for six years and I was, I was fortunate enough to be in a position where I could walk to work and the traffic every morning from the Christie Ring Bridge back out to Blackpool up towards the Glen was atrocious. And look at it, the reason for it. The people living on the north side of the county, no matter whether it's northeast towards Mitchellstown and Formoy or northwest towards Mallow, have an in- inadequate, and even where they do have an adequate public transport network to the city, it's too expensive. You get the train from Cove to Cork, it costs you a fraction of the price than if you get the train from Mallow to Cork. That is totally unfair. Like, if we're really serious about public transport in this country, we're going to need to make it affordable as well. Like, imagine how much traffic you would take off the road if you made the train from Mallow to Cork a small bit cheaper and you added stations in Blarney. Like, if you, like if you could get to the city from Blarney, or even get to the city from anywhere between Blarney and Cork, or between Grenat and Blarney, and extending out to areas like Dunamore, you, you would remove a significant portion of the, the traffic coming in from the north side. So, like, those light rail and Cork-Lewis networks are absolutely critical. But, again, they're, they're not recession-proof. They're not recession-proof, and we're going to go into not just a recession, now, we're going to go into a global economic crisis now, because we've, we've had a shutdown of our societies and economies on a scale that we have never seen in any of our lifetimes. And recovering from that is unfortunately going to have to mean that significant investments in capital infrastructure will fall by the wayside and the, in the short term and even in the long term the focus of governments and the eu will be on on boosting economies and getting economies opened again and making sure that there's significant incentives for people to get back to work so i i can't see the cart lewis and the the new train stations in cork opening which brings me on to my next point We've seen a large increase in cycle lanes in the city in recent years. Like two, for example, come out to my mind would be Washington Street and Pope's Quay. Those two have been completely fitted with cycle lanes. They're, they, the cycle lane extends the whole length of, length of the street. But, and it's something I've gotten criticised for that, oh, you're being anti-cyclist now and this, that and the other. But... There's not that many cyclists using them, in in fairness. In my opinion, cycling as a mode of transport is still a niche. It's it's a niche at the moment, and the vast majority of people who are using cycling as their commute are people who are cycling as a hobby as well. Now, I know there are perils out on the road, and sometimes they might get into scary situations, and I can't defend that, but... The amount of times I see people on social media posting about people parking on a footpath 
bad parking, bad passing out, people kind of posting videos of someone passing out too close. And I'm not going to condone any of that. That can't be condoned. Those, thi- those things would be better off being sent to the Gardaí and traffic wardens as examples of bad behaviour rather than being posted on social media because all that happens on social media is that those videos and those instances and examples are posted they whip your colleagues they whip your friends they whip everybody that is following your page into an angry frenzy saying oh this is the motorists they're at it again oh the city council they don't enforce the parking regulations the guards they don't enforce road safety regulations and it creates and fosters a them versus us attitude and i don't think that helps i've written to i i've put up a press release on on my twitter page and i've written to several newspapers and the two main radio stations in Cork 96FM and Red FM with a suggestion, and they haven't carried it yet, I hope they do, of a Cork shared, shared spaces forum. That forum, I think, would be the perfect place to address and iron out those, those issues and put in place long-term plans for those issues. In that, if, if motorists are finding a particular black spot in the city or if cyclists rather are finding a particular black spot in the city where cycle lanes are being parked in or that motorists are engaging in dangerous behavior let that be the forum that it's discussed in and who i think should be in that forum would be city hall officials county hall officials to be honest as well because the people living in the county do come into our city and work in our city councillors from the city and the county people involved in the cycling movement in cork so people like the car free cork twitter page the cork cyclist page and so on i think those people should be involved in it. and people involved or people interested in representing the interests of motorists i would be very happy to do it or if there was someone else who wanted to do it this isn't about me it's about having the voice of motorists represented at official level and ironing out those problems and in and coming up with proposals for future strategies where our city can be more of a tolerant place for everybody because i don't want the city to be a, a full at a, every evening with cars it it, it creates stress it, and it, it's not a nice place to be it like there's nothing better than on a friday evening going out for a drink or going out for dinner or something like that and being able to sit out in the street al fresco dining it's absolutely fantastic and that's probably one of the positives that has, has come out from the coronavirus but i think we need to park pardon the pun maybe that's not a better word we need to put a, the brakes a small bit on the development of cycling infrastructure because it has improved massively in recent years it's improved critically and in the last 10 years we've gone from having no cycle lanes to having quite a few but i think we need to actually evaluate as to whether any further development without significant public for in public transport um, investment will produce the results we think they will we don't want to move congestion because what will happen is if we restrict access to our city center and make it more cycle friendly at the moment and make it more pedestrian friendly at the moment we'll move the congestion out to places like Blackpool, out to places like Dunkettle, out to Douglas, out past like Douglas and Blackpool and Dunkettle are already bursting at the seams at the moment. But we'll move the we'll move the congestion from the city centre and push it out. 
but we won't get rid of it. We need to get rid of congestion. We need to give people the incentive to leave their cars at home rather than punishing them for coming into the city when they had no alternative but to drive into it anyway. So I think that's something that we need to do. And just finally, I think we need to get away from the blame game on Twitter. I've said it. We do need to get away from it. It doesn't create any sense of social solidarity. It fosters and completely gets people into a frenzy of the them versus us attitude giving out about cyclists all the time get or and that that's from the motorist point of view giving out about motorists all the time giving out about people parking where they shouldn't park giving out about people passing out too much or giving out about people giving out about cyclists and i use the word people because motorists and cyclists are people they're they, they should be described as people giving out about people not cycling to the left of a lane if not going right for example which i've seen some people do and i think if we're going to call out bad behavior i think we need to have a proper forum to call it out and i think if we are going to call out bad behavior on social media we also better be prepared for others to to call us out on our own bad behavior it can't just be one way and that's why i've that's why I was kind of driven and motivated to set up this page. And I hope that I don't turn it into a bitching session, pardon the language, and I hope I don't turn it into just contributing to the them versus us. But I would actually rather avoid talking about oh, bad behaviour from there, bad behaviour from here on social media. Let us discuss those with the city council. Let us meet. No, it's going to be hard to meet in person, but let us talk about those. Let us set up a Zoom call. Let us set up a Microsoft Teams call where we exchange ideas, talk about our own feelings and perspectives because I don't have the same feelings and perspectives as a cyclist does because I'm not one. And cyclists probably are, how would I put it? I wouldn't say biased, but... uh, when they're driving a car, they're driving the car on the basis of the fact that they're also a cyclist. So they may not be thinking of it from a cyclist point of view. And like from p- pedestrians' point of view, and I think the pedestrians should also be included, like pedestrians also have a gripe in this in that there are still too many cyclists cycling on our footpaths or breaking red lights. So let that forum be the issue for those, let that forum be the scenario for those issues rather than social media because social media can bring out the worst in people it's a great way of connecting and a great way of sharing opinions and finding out news but it's also a great cesspit and it is a cesspit and it's a great way of saying oh you it's about you 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 rather than about the issue you're talking about and it's far too easy to personalize it on it so those are just my thoughts for today. I've actually kept going a lot longer than I thought I would. Um, it's now it's no twenty to four. I'll be on social media for the rest of the day. So if you give this a listen and if you have any ideas or any feedback on what I've said, or if you have any bone to pick with me, absolutely do. My messages are open on Twitter. You can tweet me if you like. So I I very much welcome feedback from anyone, regardless of whether you agree with me or not. And please do come back with suggestions about the show and if anybody would like to join me on the podcast for a debate or for a discussion on the future of transport in Cork and the future of public transport motorists and cycling and pedestrians any sort of issue regards to um, commuting and transport in Cork please let me know and I'm sure we can organize something okay
that's great. Thank, thanks very much for listening into the show and we'll see you again the next time. Thank you.